It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, a very good Monday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom. Marlins win 3-1 yesterday on Mother's Day. For the recap, as always, here's your radio voice of the Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, it was a very nice Mother's Day here at Lone Depot Park. The Miami Marlins come from behind for the 10th time this season. And they were able to salvage a game in this three-game weekend set against the Cincinnati Reds. The final score at Lone Depot Park on this Mother's Day Sunday in Miami. It was the Marlins 3 and the Cincinnati Reds 1. Welcome to the 10th inning show. A really nice day of baseball for the Marlins. They got a really good, encouraging start from Braxton Garrett after he had struggled in his last two Garrett went five innings this afternoon. He allowed a run on three hits, a walk, and eight strikeouts. But I would say the MVP of the afternoon for the Miami Marlins, it's got to go to Brian Hoeing, who had inherited a bases-loaded, nobody-out situation in the top of the sixth inning. And Hoeing came into the ballgame and just did a sensational job. He only allowed a run there was a situation that presented itself when there was the bases were loaded and there was just one out. But the highlight of the afternoon was Brian Hoeing, who found a way, uh, given the situation, to allow one run in an absolute predicament in the top of the sixth inning. The Reds only got a run. It opened the door for the Marlins, who got a run in the sixth. All the highlights are coming up in just a second. They got two more in the seventh inning. But Brian Hoeing really saved the day. Uh, Then Tanner Scott came in. He got the job done. The Marlins helped him out by getting two in the bottom of the seventh. Tanner Scott beats the right-hander Kevin Herget this afternoon. Tanner Scott collected his third victory of the season. And Dylan Floro in the ninth inning put the clamps on his second save in 2023. So a really nice day all around for the Miami Marlins this afternoon who picked up their 20th victory in 2023. And as play started today, they were six and a half games back of the Atlanta Braves. In the National League East, and to update you on that score, the Toronto Blue Jays just walked off the Braves in the bottom of the ninth inning. So the Marlins pick up a full game on the Braves this afternoon. Wow, that's a uh, that's a shocking end to that ball game. I'm going to take a look at it now because there's big implications here. Danny Jansen singled. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Matt Chapman scored, and the Toronto Blue Jays just walked off the uh, Atlanta Braves in Toronto this afternoon. But that's big implications, even though it is May 14th. The Miami Marlins win a game. The Braves lose. They're now five and a half games back of the National League East. The Marlins have kind of seesawed a little bit. They're playing 500 baseball, but they have found a way when times get tough to put a an end to losing streaks. They got a great start from Braxton Garrett today. They got some timely hitting as well. So let's take a listen to the highlights from this afternoon's action here at Lone Depot Park, and we zip all the way along to the top of the sixth inning. The bases were loaded. There was nobody out, and Tyler Stevenson, the designated hitter, was at the plate for the Reds. 2-2 pitch, and that is inside, but that's a fair ball. Hit to first. Cooper has it. He steps on the bag. That almost hit Tyler Stevenson, and on a check swing, he hit the ball fair. 
down the first base line. The runner, India, will score from third. Stevenson is out three unassisted. He'll get an RBI. That was a crazy play, Nelly. Well, it was a fastball, and it was a two-seamer. It looked like the pitch nearly hit Stevenson in just a little wiggle of his bat. It really wasn't even a check swing. It's like the ball almost found the bat. It was totally unexpected that the ball was going to even make contact with the bat, let alone the ball being put in play. Now, the good news for the Marlins is that that was the only run that would score for the this afternoon for the Reds. And again, this was a Brian Hoeing situation. Bases loaded. He was in the ball game. There was nobody out. He only allowed a run. He got a 6-3 double play to end the top of the sixth inning. It was one nothing Cincinnati. In the bottom of the sixth inning, we had ourselves a one-out double from Brian De La Cruz, and that set the stage for Gene Segura, who was desperately in need of a big hit for the Marlins. 3-2 pitch as a ground ball hit through the right side and a base hit. This is going to knock this baby up at one. Gene Segura's got an RBI for the first time in forever. It's a big one with one out here in the bottom of the sixth, and we are all level set at one aside. Well, outstanding at bat. And that was a very good start for the Marlins this afternoon. They got one in the sixth. We fast forward to the bottom of the seventh inning. Kevin Hergett was still into the ball game. For the Cincinnati Reds, he allowed a leadoff double to Garrett Hampson. John Birdie punched out 3-1. to one. The new pitcher came into the ballgame for the Cincinnati Reds. It was Buznitz. Buznitz came into the game, and he immediately came in, and he had to face Garrett Cooper with Garrett Hampson at third base and with one out in the seventh. Hampson's at third with one out. Here's the 1-1 offering. And he swings it, lines it through the right side to base hit. This is going to be extra bases for Garrett Cooper. The Marlins take the lead here in the bottom of the seventh. Cooper is rounding first. He'll glide into second. He plates Garrett Hampson from third. It's the Marlins two and the Reds one here in the seventh. Great at bat. He got a fastball up. So Alan Buznitz came in. He faced Garrett Cooper. He allowed the RBI double. Luis Arise then came to the plate. He singled sharply to left. Garrett Cooper had to hold on the play. Arise with some sensational base running. Went all the way from home to second on the single to left field. He took second on the throw that came into the cutoff man, but just some terrific base running. The Marlins were then, uh, well, Jorge Soler was then intentionally walked. That loaded the bases with one out in the seventh inning for Brian De La Cruz. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Here's a ball lifted in the air. Shallow center field on the run. Senzel, he'll have to play it on a hop. Everybody's going to advance 90 feet. Scoring is Garrett Cooper. It's an RBI one-out single for Brian De La Cruz. And now the Marlins have a 3-1 to one advantage here in the seventh. Yeah, that would be plenty this afternoon. Segura went down looking, and Burdick flew out to left field. That ended the threat in the seventh, but the Marlins would not need any more. In the top of the ninth inning, Dylan Floro came in. He had converted one of three save opportunities this season. He got Henry Ramos to bounce out softly to second. He then induced some really soft contact off the bat of Will Myers, the veteran. He grounded out the second base as well. With nobody on base in two outs, Kevin Newman was walked. And with Newman at first base, the last gasp and the last breath of air for the Cincinnati Reds this afternoon, it came down to the catcher, Luke Maley. Dylan Floro is trying to save his second ball game of the season. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Luke Maley, and that is over. Called strike three. This ball game is over. The Marlins salvage a game in this three-game week eight tilt against the Cincinnati Reds. Dylan Floro saves his second game of the season, and he puts the finishing touches 
on the Miami Marlins 20th win here in 2023. This was a come from behind win for the Miami Marlins. They now have 10 of those this season. They scored a run in the sixth to tie it at one. They then scored two runs in the bottom of the seventh inning. And they win this ball game by a final score of three to one today. A heck of a ball game this afternoon for the Marlins. I think you could consider it a complete team effort. Now the big hit this afternoon was Garrett Cooper's RBI double in the seventh. Cooper today came off the injured list. He had missed the last 10 games, and you heard him chatting with Steven Strom a couple of minutes ago. But he came off the injured list today. He had an inner ear infection that he was really battling, so he needed some antibiotics to get that taken care of. And was it ever taken care of? His RBI double in the seventh inning was our drive of the game, and it was brought to you by Palm Beach Harley Davidson and Alligator Alley Harley Davidson, Florida's number one Harley volume dealer group. Totals from this afternoon's ball game, it was the Marlins 3 and the Cincinnati Reds 1. For the Reds, 1 run, 5 hits, 1 error, and they left 8 men on base. And for the Miami Marlins, 3 runs, 11 hits, no errors, they left 10 men on base. Tanner Scott is the winner. He is now 3-1 this season. Kevin Herget, the loser, he drops back to 1-1 for the Cincinnati Reds. And collecting his second save of the season for the Miami Marlins on a day in which A.J. Puck was placed on the injured list with left elbow nerve irritation, Dylan Floro. His second save of the season this afternoon for the Miami Marlins. Started this ballgame at 141. It lasted two hours and 52 minutes in front of 11,216 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park this afternoon. That attendance, by the way, does not include the 202 puppies that were in attendance here on this Mother's Day at Lone Depot Park this afternoon. With the loss, the Cincinnati Reds are now 18-22 on the season. And with a victory, the Marlins are back to a game under 500 at 20 and 21 here in 2023. That'll set the stage for an off day tomorrow. The Miami Marlins, along with Jesus Lazardo and Edward Cabrera on Monday and Tuesday, or Tuesday and Wednesday, rather. Thursday is TBA, but the Marlins will welcome in the Nationals for a three-game set starting on Tuesday at 6.40 p.m. For the Miami Marlins this afternoon on the mound, another good day of work. They have been punching out folks left and right. They struck out 11 Cincinnati Reds this afternoon, and that means that $275 have been donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? We learned that Garrett Cooper is a real difference maker on this Marlins team. He returns on uh, Sunday, two for four, big RBI in that seventh inning. Hopefully Coop can continue on for the Marlins. All right, let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 3-1 win over the Cincinnati Reds. Skip, uh, just some really good at-bats against a good Reds bullpen, particularly in that sixth and seventh. What did you like about the way your guys were able to respond, especially after going down a run? I thought we had good at-bats all day, honestly. Um, you know, with Dela and uh, Segura, obviously the big hit with Hampson there and Birdie getting him over. It's just nice to have Cooper back in the lineup. Um, you know, it's a big presence, uh, does damage, also a really good hitter. So, yeah, I mean, up and down the lineup, I felt like we had, you know, pretty good at-bats. And um, But, you know, Cooper was, you know, with the big blow, which was awesome. And then, of course, Braxton just setting the tone, mixing up all of his pitches, you know, staying unpredictable. First pitch strikes, which is always important. What do you think was really the key maybe to Braxton's overall success today? The cutter. He had developed this new pitch uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it now expands. Uh, it helps his repertoire, like inside, outside, up, down. He can throw it in on righties, throw the curveball off of that. 
and then uh, opens up the changeup in the sinker away. So I felt like the Fortes did an awesome job tonight too, or today I should say. Um, the game planning was was great with the you know the pitching side and, and Fortes, and I thought Fortes you know really did, did a good job navigating that game with um, uh, uh, with him. And I just felt like the cutter for me was he's always had the curveball, but the cutter, the new pitch is it was the difference maker today. While well, we're still on Braxton, just take a serious the quick hook for him kind of the two guys reach and you, you already had some ready to come in. felt like we had a pretty fresh bullpen and you know with the off day tomorrow um third time through it just kind of felt like you know it's, you could see the I wouldn't say I don't want to the stuff getting you know it was only a few pitches in that inning but it just felt like we you know we had we had some guys in the back end there that were ready to go and um you know was with Scott and Ho and, uh, you know, some fresh arms and bras. So just felt like, why don't we use our, our strength right there? He did his job. Uh, it was a good time to get a ground ball with, with hoeing. Obviously that walk wasn't uh, what he wanted to do, but did a good job of getting the ground ball right after that. It seems, it seems like that sixth inning for Brax has been kind of difficult that he has, hasn't been able to complete one yet. Uh, what do you feel that maybe he has to do to able to finish well, I think it's been a few of our guys third and fourth time through so we got to figure out you know how to get you know through the order third and fourth time through I think there's been a few guys just numbers wise it's just not uh, not ideal so um, whether it's you know uh, pitch mix or you know that type of stuff or getting behind you know later in the game um, giving guys uh, advantage counts um, you know we're gonna have to figure that part out but uh, Bra- overall, Braxton did an awesome job. Um, did everything he could to keep us in the game. Career high, I think, in strikeouts or close to it, season whatever. High. Season high. Okay, so um, I, I mean, I just felt like he was on his game, and then it just felt like stuff was kind of a little bit more over the plate in the fifth, and then kind of started again in the sixth and that third time through, and just felt like that was the time to go. You always want to get, I guess, contributions for everyone, but especially you know with the injuries that are kind of happening around the club, the importance of everyone trying to contribute in a way you know especially with stepping up yeah luckily a lot of these guys uh well in the bullpen a lot of these guys have been in leverage situations already so now they take a step forward and maybe uh, different innings and they feels like they've already been there uh through the first month Oki huge out right there against a hot fraley so uh that part's been great but yeah there's there's gonna be guys that are gonna need to step up with um you know jazz and and sanchi being out um for some time so i think uh you know you know, Hampson, again, he's been great. Birdie's been, you know, great. And, and those uh, kind of platoon spot start roles that probably get more playing time now. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been impressive to see those guys work. How important was it for uh, De La Cruz, I think, mentally on your end to see him come out and get three hits today and then an RBI later in the game, especially for how he's been playing of late and struggling? Yesterday was pretty good. No, so yeah. Last years, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I feel like his two-strike approach has been the kind of just from the eye test has been a lot of two-strike hits. And then um, but he's widened out, shortened up his swing and still hit um, for, you know, extra bases. So I, I feel like there might be something there. Um, sometimes guys take a mental uh, two-strike approach. Sometimes it's a physical to create the mental. Um, he's taking the physical approach that creates the mental, and it's it's not decreasing. In the his power production is still there, even when he's spread out and a little bit lower. And I feel like um, that's something that uh, Brownie and uh, our hitting guys have been really good at trying to identify some stuff to getting balls put in play more with him and. Um, but it's actually producing some some pretty big power numbers as well. So um, I like where he's at uh, in the two strike. 
maybe there's a two strike. We just do it the whole time. I don't know. He's hitting the ball so well, you know, with it. So I just like, uh, yeah, it's obviously great for him mentally when, um, you know, getting a couple hits every last couple games and, you know, especially with some guys out in the middle of the order, we need him to roll. Floro in the ninth today, good to see him um, kind of rebound after that tough outing against Fraley on Friday where he gave up the homer. Do you kind of see him getting a bolt of the work in the ninth with Puck being out, or is it going to be more closer by committee? We're going to play matchups kind of thing? Yeah, I'll play matchups, but I think he'll probably get the bulk. Um, but he's going to need days off too. I just can't keep running him out there and, and crush him. So, yeah, but I, he has experience. Tanner has experience. Um, you could see other guys out there potentially. Um, but yeah, I, uh, flows, you know, after a tough, you know, tough outing, I guess for him, um, you know, he's such a competitor and he wants the ball literally the next day. And, um, that's what you want to see with your bullpen guys. You got to flush it quick because you could be out there the next day and not let this thing carry over. And he's, he's one of the better ones I've seen, uh, in my career, um, to flush it and ready to go. Personality is still the same the next day. It's awesome. Ready to go and whatever you need. And, um, it's just great to fire him out there again and get the save. Since the last time we spoke to you, is there any further update on Jazz seeing the specialist? And then also just Puck led, led into the decision from the I.O.? Yeah, so Jazz is the scene specialist tomorrow, so I misspoke on that, so I apologize. He, I thought it was today, but Mother's Day, and there's some it's some conflicts, so I think they'd probably rather see him tomorrow. Um, so we'll, we'll find out more, get more information tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah, Puck just... Um, it, so the way it goes on the rostered uh, construction, if um, if you can only backdate it a certain amount of days. So if he was on the active roster today, we could possibly lose a day if we needed to put him on the IL. So it just made more sense to just do it now, um, get through whatever whatever he needs to get through, so we can um, you know get him back sooner. Skip with some of your younger pitchers, uh, your starters in particular, and now knowing that you do have kind of the final call, how have you approached balancing? when to take them out versus maybe when to leave them in and let them face the fire a little bit has that been a challenge how have you kind of struck that balance yeah I, you, you wanted them to get through um you know as far as they're growing and their maturation you wanted them to get through some really difficult times and some leverage situations however the goal is always to win the game mm -hmm. so we are trying to do our, give ourselves the best chance to win and when you have fresh bullpen arms then you go. Sometimes when you have guys that have been running, you know, you went through the bullpen a lot, that's when you might need to push a little bit more. And like, you have to get like, if we had, if we ran through the bullpen the other day and we didn't have fresh arms, Braxton might get that sixth inning. Um, but because of where we were at, you know, we felt really good about the, our back end guys. And, um, you know, that was our best chance to win. So yeah, sometimes it's a fine line of like, yeah, we want to see if you can get through this thing. Um, if you have a bigger lead, <laughs> but uh, right there, uh, it just made the most sense. With the cutter you were talking about previously, there were no he didn't throw any forcing fastballs today. Do you think now with that pitch, kind of like as you said today, kind of looked incredible as from your standpoint and from Mel, I presume. Do you think we're going to see more of like a backing off of that pitch from him, and he's just going to be more cutter? Yeah, I don't or? think so. I think you still have to show the four seam up to get him off of that too, and that's what's he's a pitch maker. Mm -hmm. That happened quick. That cutter very rarely do you see it develop in season usually it's an off season into the spring training and then you try it in the season but that just shows you what kind of athlete he is and he can change you know a little bit of a grip and all of a sudden he's got a real pitch mm -hmm. and that happened in Arizona and that really good start too so I just feel like it was um it's a, uh, a really good job by him of not only like identifying in our pitching group identifying it but then having the confidence to throw it in a major league game 
and it's working. So I don't, I don't see like I have to watch the video on the like the camera to review the game to see exactly how many you know four seams. If maybe there wasn't any, um, and maybe it was just called a cutter. But I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he's just going to get away from the four seam. I think it's it's going to help the cutter as well. All right, you got it. All right, that was Skip Schumacher. We are off today on Monday. Enjoy your off day. We are back at it Tuesday night at Lone Depot Park, a 641st pitch between your Miami Marlins and Washington Nationals. I've got Marlins on deck at 610. Thanks for rewinding with us. As always, let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.